Hi, this is the Holes of Your Mark podcast show, and today I am talking to Curtsy Taylor. Curtsy is a medium, psychic medium, and lives in Port Glasgow, Scotland. Curtsy started Spiritual Eyes, an evening of clairvoyance, when she was 18 years old. Spiritual Eyes was a non-profit organisation that ran from 2007 to 2010 in the Port Glasgow Town Hall. Having raised £12,000 for charities within the UK, 15th December 2010, Curtsy received a local hero award for charity work. A plaque was placed in the ground of the underpass in the West Blackhall Street, Greenlock. Curtsy has conducted... Well, Greenlock, sorry, I apologise. Curtsy has conducted private readings since the age of 17. Since the age of 19, she has worked as a spiritualist at spiritual churches, psychic centres, charity evenings throughout Scotland. One being the floor show in Greenock, Oak, Oak Mill, with Clyde, one radio presenter, Gina McKee, 11th of July 2011, poetry with psychic medium Kirstie Taylor, poet writer, was published by Author House Publishing America and is available from their website on via, or via Amazon. Kirsty worked with Paranormal Night Scotland and Ghost Hunting Newland June 2014 at Aranningen, France. A-U-D-I-N-G-H-E-N. Kirsty also was a qualified Reiki practitioner November 2014. Kirsty was worked with a soul sanctuary in place. Paisley for a few months in the start of 2015, conducting private readings of floor shows. Many poems have been published in the Paranormal Magazine, Vision Magazine, and Psychic Times International in America and on several websites. Currently, Kirsty is active within the paranormal community by YouTube. Kirsty's paranormal channel is called Unicorn Free Magical World, where she uses paranormal normal equipment to try and contact the paranormal world. Please look it up on YouTube. Kirsty also spent a few short period of time within the Our Halted Scotland project that has appeared in the following episodes Globin, Goblin, Ha Oh my god Hammerston and Perihol I probably got that completely wrong but she'll tell me in a minute. Oh Kirsty's been a keen interest in their art and as a wall saw local ward ro- role model, 15th of December 2010, to the local holder for charity work, a plaque for placing the ground in the underpass, we've done that bit. And is there anything else I've got to add? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Is that about the boyfriend? Yeah, my boyfriend, John yeah. Huntington, Yeah, you're, he's yeah. an animal investigator. Yep, yeah. your boyfriend is called John Huntington. Paranormal investigator Maine, and got they got to face with him. And Corrieson is at centre of Rumford Community Centre in Maine, USA. I got to work with John and do spirit box sessions with with the Dubai book. Box. Yeah, that's a bit of a hard word to say. It said to contain King Fainahan as featured on Haunt Me Let's Go Maine episode. And on Paramount Lockdown with Nick Jeff and Katina Weldman. And hi, Curtsy. How are you today? Apart from being yeah, t- t- a nervous and thinking, why does this man want me on the podcast?
Rob Mason, I, I was interested in the fact that you do poetry as well as look into the paranormal. Yeah. Because poetry is quite a hard thing to do. It always comes within soul, I reckon. And that's why I think it's a good connection to the paranormal world. Yeah, well, when I was doing poetry, um, it used to be, like, coming from my soul and things like that. And to be honest, I've not done poetry in a long time um, because I ended up just keeping all my thoughts to myself. I used to use that as an outlet for me to express myself and express what my inner soul was saying. But eventually I just kind of became quiet and the creative voices in my head is... Or, or spirit who were working with me to create the poems at the time um, kind of took a wee step back as I did because I had to take a step back from my spiritual work and I focused mainly on my paranormal work for a while there. I can understand it because it can be, quite, what people don't realise, it can be very draining to the person involved that does this kind of work. Yeah, it can be very draining indeed. Did it, have you ever experienced a spirit or place where you've been very scared? Um, yeah, I've been very scared in my own house as a child when I was growing up. Um, in the house that my mum and dad moved into when I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, the house was very active and I told them, before we went to see the house, I told them, don't take this house, I don't like it. And as a young child, they don't listen. The adults overrule the child and think, well, why should I listen to her? But um, after buying the house, they kind of wish now that they'd listened because everything went wrong with that house. You could imagine that it could go wrong with a house. Um, and then... I started experiencing paranormal activity in the house, in the bedroom. Um, like, I could see a dark shadow figure come towards me at night. It would come up and stand over my bed. I could see, like, a little monk figure laying over the top of me. As a child, that scared me. And right into my teenage years, that still scared me. My bed would shake. Um, everything would... A lot of paranormal activity would just happen around me for a long time, and that really scared me. But as I got older, you kind of learn to accept it, learn to deal with it. And through working with the spirit world, you learn to trust them, so you don't become... You're not as scared as you initially were at the start. You kind of grow up around it. Do you think they've tried to contact you in some way to help you or communicate a message of some sort? My spirit guides help me. I've got a spirit guide called Andrew and I've also got a spirit guide called John. The, um, John was one of my mum's ex-boyfriends um, at the time who passed away in this lifetime and went to the spirit world and came back to guide me. Andrew's been with me since I was born and um, he is always like very, doesn't give me much of a background story to him. He's just always told me that when I'm older I'll understand and he'll tell me more as I get older. But he's always guided me and um, shown me the way um, through life and stuff like that. So yeah, I do trust my spirit guides and stuff. But sometimes it's hard to listen because sometimes your human brain comes into things and you doubt things, which I really shouldn't do. And I've learned a lot from my experiences of I should listen to that voice in my head, listen to the instinct, after all I tell other people that. But when it comes down to 
things happening in and around your life and the complications of life, sometimes it's hard to listen to that voice. I can understand that because I, I personally have had a near-death experience. Have you? That's amazing. Well, not amazing that you nearly died, but amazing that you've had that experience. Yes, it was. Uh, it's, uh, I was in a coma for three weeks. And whilst I was in the coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since telling me to wake up. I had an overwhelming need to wake up. And I seriously believe that was my spirit guide or guardian angel. You can tell me it was my brain. The kingdom come, but I would dis- dis- disbelieve that. And also, whilst I was in my coma, I was either in the real world or the next realm. That's why I like to call myself AKA Ghostman, because technically I touched a little bit of heaven. That's amazing. I think that's what's that's drawn amazing. me. That's what's drawn me to the paranormal world. I started off in cryptozoology, and joined more and more into paranormal now. Yeah, that's amazing. So, do you think that's what made you believe in the paranormal, or did you have experiences before that? No, I didn't have experiences before that. I definitely believe in it more now, and I do. I don't hear anything or see anything. I have strange aromas now and again yeah. you know I smell like flowers or I smell I smelled death once which is a very strange smell yeah and um I, I don't see nothing as I say uh, I smell things and sometimes there's weird electronic failings in the house that can't be explained it could be possible ghosts stuff first like I, I get called to do house clearances and things like that and I always go to the logical stuff first like is it a near vent is it a breeze is the window open is the window not sealed properly um, is it the floorboard is it the house settling all those kind of things you've got to take into account before you jump to the paranormal and uh, I mean I could have a spirit person standing there in front of me saying hey I did it like I knocked over the table or I did this or I did that but from a human side and a, fa- a human factor I try to prove to that person that I'm in that house with well yeah it's spirit the spirit's claiming they did it but let's rule out the logic stuff first because I feel that's really important uh, to try and have a healthy balance there and and I don't like I don't like to sound offensive here, but a lot of people are gullible and just automatically say, "Oh, it's a spirit! It's a spirit!" Look for logical stuff first. No, I, I um, quite agree with you there, Kurt. See, that's why I said it was possible. I did, and I I, I agree with you. It's important to rule everything out first, because like you say, there's so many things that could be contributing to it. I heard a weird one yeah. once for questions about how, how you would ask what you'd ask people. Whose houses you investigating? Do you know what the weirdest question was that came across, came up? What's that? Do you practice vampire? Are you a practicing vampire? Okay, that's an interesting question for sure. <laughs> and I thought, well, I can understand about have you had suicide thoughts or have you had history of mental illness, uh, drugs, drink, da 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 da. da. Are you religious? You know, that kind of questions. And when I come on, I thought, what? <laughs> well, 
obviously there is a lot of people who um, believe that they are vampires, especially in this day and age, um, and have like their own cliques and things. Um, I don't really like if you like call it a cult. I don't know. Um, I don't wish to offend anyone, but there is a lot of that that goes around right now, especially in this day and age, and people are open to things like that. But that is a very strange question, I've got to admit, it's not one that I've been asked. But I did have to go in to do a house clearance one time for a lady who was paying a medium lots of money um, to do a house clearance, which I firmly don't believe that's, that should be happening. I feel like if you do a house clearance, you should be doing it for free. But um, that's just my belief. But um, I went into the house because basically uh, this person had been claiming that the lady was haunted by a vampire and that a vampire was in her home and that she needed to pay this person lots of money to get rid of the vampire in the house. And I'm like, you're trying so hard not to laugh because you're like, really? Seriously? But then you've got to take it seriously because this lady was really upset. She's also out of pocket. So therefore you've got to step up, be professional as you can and try and help this person. And I've really tried my best. Um, and I believe I helped her. Um, and I've not heard anything back from her that she'd had any problems or anything like that but she was so grateful and she said that I put her mind at rest when I was leaving so yeah that, that's the only kind of experience I've had of the vampire subject to be honest so, but yeah, that's it, you just as you said that. you've you helped someone because you you as you said you that's the important part of this you you can't help everybody obviously that's not possible but if you can help one person at a time, I think that's important. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. I think you've got to focus on one person at a time. Like, I think that if you can focus on helping just one person, then you're doing it for the right reasons. So. And like you said about not charging, a lot of, there is some that do charge, and I'm not, as you say, I'm not too keen on that, but. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to live and stuff. And, and I suppose if someone said, like, I'm travelling a long way, could you at least cover my travel expenses? Then I suppose, and I can understand that, but to actually profit from doing a house clearance, I think it's wrong, but that's just personally me and my opinion on it. I'm quite willing to help anybody that I can. If I can help someone, I'll help someone. Um, you know, that, I think that's just taking the biscuit a little bit. No, I like the name of your YouTube channel, the oh, you, thank you very much. Unicorn Free Magical World. I was thinking, did you watch did you watch a lot of children's television when you were younger, influenced by the unicorns that used to be on television? Well, I'll tell you something, I used to watch My Little Pony as a child, but that's not why my channel's called that. Basically, um, if you look up the history of Scotland, the unicorn is a national animal of Scotland and it's really important to Scotland it's on your passports and stuff like that so I know you live in Devon but on your passport you'll have the unicorn and you'll have the lion and the lion and the unicorn ha are beside each other and the story goes that um, the lion and the unicorn were I can't remember the exact story but 
basically unicorns and chains and chained down and the lines free because England won, alright? So I'm not, I'm not really worded that too great, but that's the gist of it, okay? If you look it up, yeah, um, well. you'll find a big story. Stirling Castle has unicorns and it's on their emblems and things like that. So the unicorns was something that just threw me right in. And a lot of people might think I'm nuts, but yeah, I've seen like spirits that's came towards me. I've asked for unicorns to guide me. There's also unicorn cards that you can use, like angel cards, so I can't be that crazy because people, other people in the field have used those tools as well. Um, so yeah, unicorns play a big part in my life and I feel that they are a magical creature. They might be mythical to a lot of people, they might be non-existent to a lot of people, but for me they're very real and what I've seen and experienced is real. So There's an article on them the I found about that on Google today about unicorns. It's like the whole um, debate on fairies is very real. Some mediums claim they see fairies, other mediums feel they don't. Uh, people who aren't mediums claim they see fairies. It's a similar ballpark, basically. Um, but for unicorns as well, if you look it up as well, um, there's a lot of documentation there going back to Greece. I'm talking about unicorns as well and how people used to hunt down unicorns to get the horn and the horn had magical properties and it would turn items to gold and that's why unicorns don't exist anymore that's why it's hushed up it's a big conspiracy um, so there's a lot there aren't available on the net the world web that you can look up on it it's very interesting so if you're interested in it i would suggest you have a wee look there as i say i come from the world of originally from cryptozoology so there's nothing you can surprise yeah. me about that. I mean, I know some really weird and wonderful creatures out there that people would say, yeah. yeah, right, they don't exist. But, hey-ho, you know, just because they're not going out there waving a flag going, oh, hey, it's me, doesn't mean they don't yeah. exist. That's that. What was it like to win the um, Citizen Award? Was it, did you feel quite proud about that? Local Hero Award, basically um, what that was, a friend at the time put my name forward for it because I'd done a lot of charity work within the area of Inverclyde um, and it was like a such honour, it was such a surprise, it was something I never expected and didn't see coming even though I'm psychic and people joke, oh well she should have seen it coming, um, no I didn't see it coming, it was a really big thing in my life, charity is something that working for people, helping people in the best way I can is always going to be a part of my life. It's always something that I really want to do. If I can give something for nothing, I will. Um, obviously, I have to make a living like everyone else. I have to put shoes on my feet, food in my stomach as well. So I have to do something in my life um, and take things, sorry, take things to another level. But yeah, if I can give back in a like a charity basis, then I will. And I kind of, when I started out with my psychic mediumship, that was one of the things that was really, really important to me. Simply because I've always been told I'm never good enough, I've always been told I'm bullied, and I've always felt very much alone. So um, I've always wanted to kind of give back something to people who maybe were in a similar situation, who didn't feel good enough in this world who struggled to get equipment because of their disabilities, uh, who were homeless, or someone who'd lost a baby, 
anything at all that I could do to help someone, I really tried my best. Um, people that were going blind and needed guide dogs, all these kind of things, they're all good causes and I wanted to try and help as many as I could. Um, and I tried that for a couple of years and then I kind of fell away from my spiritual work for a bit, but I still always gave money to charity here, there and everywhere. Just now, um, I'm a volunteer on a, on a Monday at their gown hospice and the charity store. Uh, so yeah, I really try my best to continue my charity work, but it's not something I do to get rewards or anything like that. So I was really surprised that I was put forward for something like that. I'm just really shocked by it. But I did. I, I, I did some volunteer work. I've done volunteer work. I've done uh, meals on wheels and furniture store and stuff like that. Yeah. I found it gratifying to help people. Like you say, it's yeah. it, 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 it's a sense of giving back to someone that people don't understand. Until you've done a bit of charity work, it doesn't cost much, just an hour or even 10 minutes, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes of your time in the day is nothing. Yeah, that's it. I think as well this world can be very, can be a very lonely place and oh, yes. if you can spare someone time where it's just to say hello to them, give them a smile or just to like give them like your 10 pence that you've got left in your pocket. Sometimes all it takes is something small and it can change that person's life and a lot of people don't believe that but that is true. Well I used to work in mental health. I have a mental health problem myself. I have OCD, which is Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. I also have a mild, small vessel disease of the brain, which affects my cognitive skills. And I also have um, neurological problems that affects my balance. But basically, I don't let it affect my life. I try to live my life as normal as anybody else. My wife is disabled and she tries to live her life as much as she can. Because our attitude is, we're not the illness, we're people. And, yeah, that's that. And more people who've got that attitude and just treat people as people and give a bit of kindness, as you said, but then again, don't have to be much. You see someone on the street and they're looking a bit hungry, you say, oh, do you want, you know, use a couple of quid, mate, get yourself some chips or, yeah. you know, don't have to be yeah. big money. That's where people go wrong. They think, "Oh, I've got to give them this. I've got to give them that." No, I've given. I've, 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 I've had people that have been out with me and they've had no money. I say, "Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'll buy you some chips." Yeah, yeah. yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, the other thing as well, like if you get tokens, it's a big help for people, especially like if they're a homeless person, give them a token. Like if you can get something like buy one get one free, and you can go get that. Either give them the free item or give them a token because that's helping them as well. I mean, girls that's on the street, a lot of people don't think, but when, especially the winter and things like that, a lot of people don't think, but if you can hand out sanitary products, because that's something that a homeless person, especially a female, can't afford. Um, there's, there's stuff like that that you can do. The wee hand warmers as well, they don't cost a lot of money either. Like you can just hand them out. It's, it's all the small things that make a big change in people's lives. Um, so yeah, it's really important to do that when you can. I see you like to do Reiki, and oh, and I know it's a lot of people misunderstand what Reiki is.
because they've got the perception that someone's just standing there with their hands over their head going, oh yes, you'll be in a bit, if yeah. I can feel the energy, this energy, and they're going, yeah, right, what a load of BS. Yeah. yeah. I know it's not, because I do Chai Chi, and a lot of people think that's a load of BS. But I know I, I, know I, get, I get something out of it. I can't explain it. I also do karate, which is like chi and kai and stuff like that. So I can understand basically where it comes from. Yeah. Do you enjoy doing well, that? Yeah, I love it because when you're giving someone reiki, um, it can really help them sometimes. Like when you talk to them or you're channeling that energy from spirit, you're not just giving them the healing through the reiki, but when you're talking to them, your voice can have a soothing effect, can also heal them as well. Words help. It's like that old saying, the tongue can wound worse than an actual weapon can. Well, it can also soothe and heal the soul in the same way. I agree there. That's why singing, that's why singing is very good for you as well. Why? Well, I, I, I like, to, I, I'm, I'm a, well, if you look me up, I'm a very eclectic person. I like to write, I draw. I'm a cartoonist in an online magazine called Gonzo Weekly. I sing, well, sing-ish. <laughs> but I don't mind if people don't like it, because like you say, it's just good for you. And like, like, you, say, you, like you said, you don't do your poems at the moment. I can understand that, because it's hard to get your feelings out sometimes. But I like to write lyrics as well. Yeah. And I think lyrics is a form of poetry. Yeah, definitely. They go hand in hand with one another. Because you look, closely linked. You look at some of the greatest songs, and you look at them, and you think, "Oh yeah, it could almost work as a poem." As well, the other thing as well with Reiki, I think the evidence in it as well is when you have someone there who's maybe coming in and they're really, really sore. Like, take myself, for example, I've got arthritis, so I've been where I'm giving healing to someone and I've been there when other people have given me healing and Reiki and I could maybe go in there and I'm really achy, really sore, limping, maybe have like crutches or my wheelchair or whatever and found it really difficult and I've had a healing and I've just felt so relaxed, all my worries have melted away and the pain is just eased right away and it could maybe last me for an hour or it maybe last me for two hours but that break that I get away from that pain is just totally amazing and it can feel like a heat source as well and so for me that's a lot of evidential evidence towards that there is a higher energy channeling through that person and it is helping you to some degree um, the other thing as well I noticed was when I used to get a sore head I used to ask the spirits to help me with it and I would put my hand on my head and every single time I put my hand to my head the headache would go away but as soon as I would take my hand away I would get the pain in my head again so there's like things like that that you can do that kind of gives yourself the evidence that it is there and it is working because you get a lot of sceptical people who think oh, no, that's rubbish it doesn't work but I think if you test it for yourself that way then you're gaining yourself more energy and more evidence well, I'll give you some evidence, because my wife was in the hospital, and she had to have five operations on her stomach, because she nearly had sepsis. Now, 
She's been had to have catheters and all sorts of things. And now her stomach is healing quite well. And the nurses are absolutely impressed. And they said, How, what is your magic answer? And she said, it's the power of belief in prayer. Which is the same thing. Yeah, definitely. And I don't knock it. I may not understand yeah. it. I may not totally believe it, and I'm honest there, but I will not not I won't knock it because if you totally believe that this is going to help you and it helps you, who am I to knock it? Yeah, well, that's that. I mean, it's the old story, isn't it? It's like just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there, you know. Well, it's a bit like why we believe in God, isn't it? Or, you know, if you're religious, we can't actually see the, the person or the, the energy force or whatever. I believe that God is an energy force and that we are energy. Yeah. And then when we die, our energy force joins him like a big hive, become like a hive mind. And we channel it. I'll give you an example. You know, when we have Remembrance Day, yeah. And we had the two minute silence. Now everybody in the world stops for that two minutes. And it's like we all join together with that power of healing. You know, and forgiveness and for two minutes in this world, if someone was watching down they'd be really impressed, wouldn't they? They think, Wow. Yeah. You know, obviously the rest they wouldn't be impressed with. But that that bit they would be. Yeah, everyone's coming together at an important time. That's quite interesting. I think I've got a feeling that if we could continue that, like one day, one day a year, of every month, like have a one minute silence, you'd be surprised how much power that would produce. Imagine that would be quite a powerful thing. Be interesting if we could tap into it. Yeah, but then again, would everyone who's doing that have um, the actual intention? I think as well, it's all in, it's all about intention. So you've got to have the right intention there as well. You might have someone who's like just standing there being quiet because. They don't want to be disrespectful, but they don't necessarily believe. So therefore, maybe they're not directing an an intention there. So I think to back it with more power, if that makes sense, it's all about intention. Hmm. I also think that a lot of our abilities to see ghosts, UFOs, cryptid creatures comes from early man, because early man had to be highly perceptive to his environment. And if you look at early man, we're totally underestimated intelligence. You only got to look yeah. at places like pyramids, Stonehenge, etc., etc. And we always think Stonehenge man basically carried an axe around, going, uh, uh, uh. and we don't look at the, the we underestimate the intelligence they had back then. Yeah, that's true. I think as well, if you've got like an open mind, I think it it's more. It's better if you're not know, I mean, to have an open mind. I think if your mind's closed, it makes things a lot more difficult. I think it's important in this day and age. And I find that through podcasting, I found that I'm finding more people that are more open-minded because 
television's become too lazy, too predictable. There's not very many controversial programs that like to push it to the edge a bit now. A bit like comedy, the political correctness that we got now. I mean, I'm probably a lot older than you. <laughs> I remember the comedies in the 70s. I know, I meet some of them are probably, we could be considered politically incorrect by now. Says. But people actually watched them. They could see that both sides gave as good as they got. So, I used to watch quite. I used to watch quite a lot of the like when my mum would show me quite a lot of the older programs like Dad's Army and stuff like that. So I used to watch like those kind of comedies and things like that growing up. Uh, it's still funny today by some today's standards. Yeah, they are. Do you find it difficult with your age about people accepting your abilities? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I've always had that thing where people have looked at me and thought, she's too young, she's too young, she's too young, especially like just now I'm going to be 30 tomorrow and people look at me and go, wow, I don't think you look that age. Uh, so people kind of like, a lot of people don't think to take me seriously at times, I think she's just a wee lassie or she's a young lady that... Um, she doesn't know what she's talking about or what could she have possibly experienced in her life to understand how life works and how can she give me guidance on things. But what they don't realise is that I might be young, but I've had a lot of experience in my life through um, my health, through connecting with people, with adults at a young, young age. I was always connected with older adults because of my health. I would see doctors and things like that and older people because when I took arthritis at the time, there wasn't a child's clinic. I took arthritis when I was 11. There wasn't a child's clinic in Linverclyde at that moment in time. So I was like in contact with a lot of adults and like wards and things and I could see what they were going through, the struggles they were going through and things, uh, the depression, a lot of medical problems that go that follow your mind, body, spirit aspect of things, then on top of that I would have like spiritual experiences, paranormal experiences as well. And people would automatically overlook me and think, I'm not listening to her, she's too young. And the funny thing about it was, I've not had that for a long time, but I was working with another medium and a good friend of mine called Craig Leckie, and he's from Paisley, and he's absolutely amazing. Um, and I was doing like uh, I was doing private readings at his event, and a couple of people said, "No, I don't want the young lassie," and it was because they thought I was really young, um, and they thought I'd been inexperienced. And Craig's like, "No, she's really good. She's around about my age, so she's not just like a young girl." And they're like, "No, no, no, it's fine. I'd rather just." go with you and that was fine um people got their own preferences and stuff like that so that's absolutely fine but yeah um that was quite interesting because i've not experienced that in a while uh everyday life as well it happens like i could be on the train and they'll say is that a half fare for you and i'm like um, no <laughs> you know sometimes it can be annoying and other times it just makes you really laugh 
Um, so yeah, it's quite an interesting thing. But for a long, long time there, I did get older mediums or older people who are potential clients, if you want to look at them that way, or recipients who would want a reading with me, a psychic reading, but would feel she she won't be able to read for me because she's too young. But I've got the perfect teacher because I'm learning from spirit. You know, so it's not a case of, um, I'm, I mean, I'm, how can I put it, it's like, you're there, you're learning from the spirit world, you're learning from other mediums as well, people who have taught you, or people you look up to and you watch the way they work and things, so you're constantly learning, but I think people should give, so perhaps people who look young, an opportunity, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Um, and see what happens because we might look young but doesn't mean we've not experienced things, you know. Well you've come across very particular to me, Kurtzy, and that that's what matters. Yeah. I mean I know you you're still a little bit nervous and it's probably one of the first things you've ever done before. But Yeah, I've never I'm, done a podcast before. <laughs> and yeah, but it's it's a good way of getting people to know who you are and you can Say if you like to mention where people can find your YouTube, so you can look you up. I mean that's the thing. Like if I do private readings and things like that, that's like my comfort zone because I've been doing it for many years. I know what I'm doing, kind of thing. I'm always learning. I never. I'm not a professional because I can't claim that. I never will claim it because we're always learning. The paranormal is not like um, an exact science. It's not scientifically proven. Uh, spirit world is not scientifically proven. So I can't claim to be a professional, but. Can say that I've experienced a lot, and and that's all I can really say, really, and that I'm constantly learning, uh, and I love learning from other people, like watching like Tony Stockwell, Derek Acora, um, all the other mediums, John Edwards. I love watching them because you're constantly learning from them. Colin Fry, who's no longer with us anymore, um, Ralph Keaton. There's a lot of mediums out there that I love watching, um. And I learned, I learned from them, and that's like on TV and things, but there's also a lot of mediums locally to me who I've learned a lot from, like Gary Gray and Craig Leckie, and that's just a few. Um, you're just constantly learning in this line of experience, like spiritual experience. It's a journey, and you're constantly learning. So, so if I was to look you up on YouTube, Curtsy, where would be the best way to look you up? YouTube channel which would be Unicorn 3 and then Space Magical World um, and the Unicorn and like each word at the start of each word it's a capital letter so Unicorn 3 and then like Magical M capital M and World capital World together because the reason I'd done that was because I wanted something different because I wasn't quite sure exactly what I wanted to do with my channel. I knew I wanted to do paranormal stuff on it, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to mix that with like my other things I like to do. So I decided I would just call it Magical World because I try to keep it light-hearted and I try to keep it a drama-free zone and stuff like that. So I wanted it to have like a kind of magical feel to it. Whether it does or not, I don't know. But yeah, that was kind of the theory on it. 
thinking on it. Oh, I'm definitely give the link out, and I shall definitely subscribe to you. Cause Thank you very much. I know I share some videos for you as well. I did look up yeah. your book, but it's not available at the moment because it's sold out. Oh well. Um, I don't. I don't know about that because I don't actually get anything from it. Um, Author House. I was signed and published by Author House America. Now there's one in the UK, but at the time. I was signed by Author House and in the US, I need to watch what I'm saying here. But um, basically, uh, the gist of it is I actually don't make anything from it. They're selling my book and I'm not making a penny from it. And I've had people come up to me asking me to sign their book and things. I have personally bought books from Amazon and sold them. That way, yet Author House America claims they've not sold any of my books. Yet, they keep pestering me constantly to write another book, write another book, write another book and they're not getting another book from me. So mm, that's a that's shame. Reason. It's a shame when people treat yeah. you like that. I'm, I mean, I know a publisher yeah. and he does it and he doesn't make a great deal of money but he does it, yeah. he does it help his friends a lot as well and he doesn't yeah. charge a lot but I know what you yeah, mean. That's the thing. You've just said that the book sold out, you know what I mean? So how can it be sold out if I've not sold any? You know? No, it definitely says it's not. Well, I did try to find, and but I, I just couldn't. You know, I could look up what it was about. Yeah. And everything, but I thought, fair enough. I'll mention that to Curtsy, and if you don't want me to yeah, put it in your link, I won't put it in your link. If you're not getting nothing from it, I don't think that's fair on you. Personally. Well, you can put it in the link if you want, because at the end of the day, it's part of my history. Something I've done. Um. I to be perfectly honest with you, now that I'm older, I kind of cringe at it because not only did they um, not, they're not paying me for it, but they also um, put two titles wrong in the book on my poems. One was about my unborn baby, so there's no way I would make that mistake and they swapped to the titles of the poems. Oh, um, no. So, yeah, I kind of I do cringe a bit at it. But it's something that's part of me, it's part of my history. And if there is one, even one poem there that helps somebody, then that makes me happy. So, yeah, even though I'm not making it from it, if it helps somebody, then I'm happy, you know. But it's something I can say that, well, I'll, my dream was to publish a book. I've published a book. It might not be great, it might not be a good company, but, yeah, I've, I've done it, you know. Oh, I really yeah, hope I you go back it. to your... Poetry, Curtsy, because I think it's part of you that I wish you would try a little bit, not overdo it, but just write a little bit. And if you just don't, if you feel like putting it somewhere, just put it on my page. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind. You can put, yeah. you can share anything you like, as long as it's legal. I don't mind. Yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite like to help people out because yeah. my feelings in life, if you can help one person, You've done a good thing. <coughs> Sorry about cough. And that's all. I think we've come virtually to the end of this because I've, I can't think of any more questions, to be honest. <laughs> but, Kersey, I like to finish in a different kind of style. I like to do a unique sign-off. Are you ready? Okay. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you, Kersey, for being on my show. It's nice to know about your poetry, you know. 
and the charity work that you do is fine, and I like your paranormal faults, and Reiki as well. I hope you do well in your career, and thank you for being on my show. From Mark from Holsby, you know. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really good. So thank you, Kirsty. I shall put this up as quickly as I can, because I have another okay. podcast at eight o'clock. 